Welcome back to See, Hear, Feel. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Dr. Luna Dolezal. Professor Luna Dolezal is an associate professor of philosophy and medical humanities at the University of Exeter. Her research focuses on three interrelated themes, shame and self-conscious emotions, embodiment and self-other relations, and emerging medical and body-based technologies. Luna is currently the PI of the Shame and Medicine Project, and there's a link to that in the show notes. The Shame and Medicine Project is an interdisciplinary research project investigating the role of shame in health and medicine. She's the author of multiple books, including The Body and Shame, Phenomenology, Feminism, and the Socially Shaped Body, co-author of the book COVID-19 and Shame, Political Emotions and Public Health in the UK, which is available for pre-order. She has an article written with Dr. Barry Lyons titled Health-Related Shame and Effective Determinant of Health. Each of those books in the show notes as well as that article. Welcome to Luna. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for inviting me to come on the show. Well, I always like to start with asking if you can tell a little bit about yourself that your biography doesn't tell us because there's a whole human aspect behind all of those great things that you are doing. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'm a philosopher and my specialty within philosophy is called phenomenology, which is a word many people have heard. And in philosophy, it has a very particular meaning. It's philosophy of first person experience. So the aim is to try and describe faithfully the structures of first person experience. I mention all of that as a kind of backdropped the piece that's not in my bio, which is that I spent years working as a yoga teacher and doing meditation before I did a PhD in philosophy. My years of doing these body practices actually got me really interested in understanding the experiential dimension of being human. So how it is that we experience our bodies, we experience emotions, we experience our relationships with others. My philosophical and academic work is always really deeply entwined with my own body practices and insights that I've gained through those practices. How did you start to study shame and how do you define shame? And then how did you get to shame specifically in medicine? When I was doing my PhD, I was really interested in understanding how the subject or the human being is shaped by society or social forces or relationships with others. Our bodies are disciplined by institutions like hospitals or schools or factories that give us the rules for comportment and behavior. What was really interesting was that shame kept coming up peripherally in these texts. I realized that actually shame wasn't peripheral at all. It was actually central to the whole thing. Shame is actually the emotion that carries norms into the self because when we feel a moment of shame, what we feel is that we have fallen short of an external standard, something that's shared by others and ourselves. So then we might change our behavior or change how we look or change what we do in order to not feel that shame again. So shame is a negative self-conscious emotion and it's usually emotion of self-assessment, self-other assessment. So we have this feeling in shame that others can see us and they can see us as flawed or deficient because we've done something wrong. There's something about us that is out of line with the dominant norms or mores or standards. That shame, that experience of having the other view the self in this way is very painful. There's an emotional anguish and pain that comes with this experience where we do anything to avoid it really. So we really avoid shame at all costs because it is so painful. And really at the crux of shame is belonging. Shame threatens our social bonds and threatens our sense of belonging because what we feel is that we'll be rejected by the other, we'll be scorned or shunned or ostracized. There's lots of different kind of varieties of shame. We can think of it as a family of emotions, what we might consider milder experiences like embarrassment or shyness or self-consciousness would fall under the umbrella of shame and then more severe things like humiliation or mortification 
would also be under the umbrella. But the crucial thing is that the self has the awareness of the other looking back at them and judging them, whether Mm -hmm. that other is a real person actually looking at you and judging you or someone you've imagined or internalized. I didn't get to the part about how that led me to medicine. I started working with a doctor, Barry Lyons. He was really interested in shame in medicine more generally. He had this idea of like, why don't we do a research project about shame in medicine? Because it's everywhere in medicine, but nobody talks about it and nobody acknowledges it, but it pervades everything. It pervades how patients yeah. experience medicine. It pervades medical student experience, pervades institutions, clinicians, experiences. I find your work fascinating because as you say, shame is hardly talked about in medicine. And I also think in my life, there's shame in motherhood because of society norms. Your article that I mentioned earlier when I read off your biography, where you talk about an effective determinant of health. Can you explain that? Shame avoidance can actually have really detrimental outcomes when you think about health and the way that shame circulates in healthcare. Of course, when you go to a doctor, for instance, a patient, you're already positioned in a somewhat shameful and some might say even humiliating position. You have much less power in the encounter. You're often expected to expose your vulnerability. So like your physical body, you're often expected to talk about really personal things. If it's anything related to sexual organs or excrement or any kind of vulnerable part of the body, then that can compound that shame and embarrassment. And the power relations, you know, there's always a massive differential of power relation between doctor and patient. And that in itself is is very disempowering, can make one feel very self-conscious. And then we also talk about chronic shame in the article, which is the kind of chronic stressors of living with discrimination or marginalization or in a disempowered position within society. There's quite an established minority stress literature that shows that if you live with these chronic stressors where you continually feel less than or like you're worth less in in the hierarchy of social relations or you have continuous status anxiety, that in itself, those stressors on the body can themselves cause negative health outcomes. There's an article from 2002 by David Off where he names shame as the elephant in the room in Mm -hmm. medicine. It might lead to patients lying, it might lead to patients avoiding treatments, it might lead to patients not presenting and so on. But nobody's talking about it and nobody's doing research about it because itself, shame itself is taboo and shameful. So it's even avoided as a research topic. There's so much literature on stigma and health-related stigma, a really enormous field in medical research, thinking about stigma. Stigma is actually a category term. It's not an experience. So you don't experience stigma. What you experience is the phenomena that is associated with stigma. So you might experience prejudice or labeling or stereotyping, discrimination, these kind of phenomena are usually put under the stigma umbrella. And the emotional side of that is usually shame. So some sort of self-consciousness related to feeling less than or worth less than others, be feeling judged by others. Focusing on the emotional or the affective dimension gets a little bit closer to understanding what people are actually experiencing when they present in a healthcare environment. Absolutely. Earlier you said that shame can be a motivating factor and really enact a lot of change, meaning that when we feel like we're falling short, then if we recognize that, it can motivate us to do better, to rise up to whatever standard we think we're not meeting. But at the same time, we avoid shame to such a great degree because it's painful, as you're saying. How, given that shame is such an important determinant in healthcare, how can doctors and patients really address that elephant in the room? First of all, shame isn't always 
bad, as I've kind of described the various outcomes. I was talking to some dentists recently and they said, well, actually in dentistry, sometimes shame is what brings people to the dentist because they're embarrassed of their smile or their teeth and that motivates them to seek help. And that's certainly the case um, for, I mean, as you mentioned, acne or different conditions where it could be there's something about that you're feeling shame and embarrassment about that pushes you to seek help. But it's impossible to know how one will react to shame or how it will land for different people. I I read an article recently that said like shame is inevitable or humiliation is inevitable in in encounters with healthcare professionals because of all these reasons, Mm -hmm. like your vulnerability, you're positioned as a patient. And one of the things we're doing a big research study in the NHR, the National Health Service in the UK, we're asking patients about shame experiences. One thing that comes up a lot is how patients are shamed by their doctors or they feel shamed by their doctors. You know, a doctor might be offering what they think is a helpful comment, like, you know, you should do some more exercise because you're a bit overweight. And then that lands on a person is like, oh my God, I try and exercise all the time, but I don't have, I can't afford to, I don't have the time, you know, like, so without acknowledging the context or the circumstances of a person, a throwaway remark like that can be deeply hurtful, especially coming from someone who's in a position of power, who you respect, who is an authority and so on. So we talk about shame competence, which is about just understanding what shame is, how it moves between people, being really aware of what counts as implicit shaming or what counts as explicit shaming is really important as well. Yeah. When I have been talking to different experts on different topics and with you today, shame in medicine, I'm realizing that a recurrent theme over and over again is awareness. We just have to be aware. And so for a doctor, I think, you know, just be aware going into it, as you outlined, there is so much shame potentially to be there, even just as you mentioned, the fact that I'm fully clothed and the patient is for a dermatologic exam completely naked in front of me. That's not normal. It's embarrassing. It, it takes, I think, acknowledgement of that and the awareness and then the ability to have a sort of honest dialogue. Hopefully, if I say something and it offends or sort of shames a patient, they could say, why did you say that? It's all about relationships. So if you have a relationship where you trust someone, you know them, and you see the same doctor over and over, then it's easier to address these negative self-conscious emotions and expose your vulnerabilities. But it yeah, the practicalities of how healthcare systems work mean that that's often not the case. You have these non-relational encounters with people that are very functional um, and objectifying. As you say, I think it's harder to get at things like shame and address them with that kind of functional relationship rather than a true, more trusting connection. But I think still possible mm-hmm. to do if we have the awareness and the time. Do you have any final thoughts? I'm working with a a doctor at Duke University called Will Bynum, who's doing lots of research about shame in medical learner experience. I really recommend his work. He's doing quite a bit of empirical research with medical students and now working with pre-med students. And so he's really delving into how shame is experienced through medical education and by medical learners in different ways. If you're interested in, if anyone's interested in pursuing the literature on shame in medicine, his work is brilliant. Oh, I'll definitely look it up. Thank you for that recommendation. Luna, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to speak with you and thank you. 